we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 2nd, 2012. This is part three. Maybe our last part. I don't know. We might have a part four. I've got quite a ways to go. This is from Graham, North Carolina. I wasn't even aware of this information until I saw it this week. Citizens from across the country joined the campaign to stop Stericycle, which is CSS for short, last week to expose and reprove the medical waste company Stericycle and its incineration of aborted babies in North Carolina. CSS is working in conjunction with Operation Save America, or OSA, to speak out against the medical waste giant which not only services legitimate medical facilities, such as hospitals, dentist offices, and outpatient clinics, but also the premier waste removal service to the abortion industry. Uh, Stericycle reportedly hauls waste for nearly 600 Planned Parenthood facilities nationwide, in addition to numerous other abortionists. The items that are used during abortions are collected by the company, Along with the fetal remains of the aborted babies themselves, the babies which are labeled as, quote, pathological waste are placed in red plastic bags, which are then inserted into tubs or boxes and hauled away by stericycle in leased trucks. According to individual state laws, fetal remains must either be incinerated or buried. Since abortion facilities will not purchase cemetery plots for the children that they murder, they instead utilize medical waste disposal companies like Stericycle to have the aborted babies incinerated or burned into ash. Stericycle operates nearly a dozen incineration plants across the nation, as well as a number of autoclave facilities. One of its most prominent incineration plants is located in Haw River, Graham, North Carolina. Stericycle hauls medical waste from over 20 states along the east coast of Haw River including the aborted babies that have been disposed of in the region. An audio file, which was the audio that the listener wanted me to click on, and I did listen to it, and there's a link here as well, where it says an audio file of the CSS website features a Stericycle employee explaining the packaging and disposal protocol for abortion facilities and outlines what the discarded that the discarded tissues and human parts will be shipped to Haw River to be burned with tons of medical garbage. She says, quote, you'll get stickers marked for incinerate only. The waste will be incinerated, Stericycle told CSS in an undercover investigation. It will be incinerated so it will be hauled over to Haw River. Um, Michael Markavage of the uh, CSS says, it's sick beyond words that businesses like Stericycle are profiting from collecting murdered children and incinerating their bodies with the trash. What's more is the abominable child killing has been tolerated for more than 39 years. Um, while many have focused their efforts on overturning Roe versus Wade by putting their trust in the corrupt judicial systems and politicians, they have neglected the, ne- the necessity of pursuing those that enable abortion mills to operate in the first place, he added. Without Stericycle, the companies like it uh, and companies like it, the abortion industry would collapse. So this is another angle they're doing. Uh, Genesis 4.9 says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I thy brother's keeper? And he was lying, obviously. And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. 
And now thou art cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Now that was one person, and an adult no less, that was murdered unjustly. Can you imagine what, you know, 60 million babies that have been aborted, and not to mention the other ways that abortions are happen, like I talked about in the last part? I can't even imagine. Matthew 18.6, Jesus said, But whoso offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him than a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he be were, and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. It, it had been better that that man had never been born, in other words, or that woman never been born. The, the judgment that they're going to receive for this. Now here I've got the, the, the shot of Stericycle's two smokestacks pluming up um, the medical waste and aborted, incinerated aborted babies into the air. Um, there, it's right there. It's on. It's going to be on page uh, fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen of the uh, PDF for September second, two thousand twelve, on contendingfortruth.com. It's the Graham, Graham Haw River, North Carolina smokestacks of Stericycle. It's very chilling. CSS and OSA joined together Tuesday outside of Stericycle's Haw River incineration plant. There's a picture of them. They're doing that. And in downtown Graham, to stand against the company's incineration of aborted babies and its refusal to stop assisting the abortion industry. The groups recently sent a mailer to every household in Haw River to inform them of what it calls Stericycle's collaboration in the abortion holocaust. This is awesome. I mean, that's really being proactive. The mailer included a letter, there's a link to it, and a brochure, another link to it, that outlined evidence pointing to Stericycle's deep ties to the abortion industry. Did you know that aborted babies from over 20 states are being transported to Hall River to be incinerated with tons of medical garbage? Did you ever think that your community would be one of the nation's hubs for burning unwanted children in America? But again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. I didn't even know about this information until like two days ago. And then it goes on to say it's happening. The letter states, quote, 4,000 preborn babies are murdered every day in America. And Stericycle, the nation's leading medical waste company, is the go-to service for cleaning up after this murderous act, including right here in your own town. At uh, 1168 Porter Avenue in Haw River, Stericycle burns aborted babies and the items used in killing them, billowing out their remains through the community in clouds of smoke. You talk about cursed smoke, cursed air. Oh, man. That is some really, really heavy-duty stuff we're talking about here. Horrific. A press conference was held at 10 o'clock Tuesday morning to expose and rebuke the medical waste company publicly. And I give all their contact information here. Representative Alice Borgden, Dan Engel, Senator Rick Gunn. Uh, please contact the following North Carolina state legislators to express your concerns about regulations that allow preborn babies to be burned as trash. Um, and then it says, please also contact the following national executives of Stericycle and the manager of Haw River Graham Incineration Plant to urge them to stop profiteering off the blood of innocent preborn children. Now, if you notice, if you're on my newsletter list too, the free newsletter I send out, um, I also I usually try to include a lot of proactive things in there regarding stuff like this, especially, uh, so that we can be proactive. I give all the link, the links here to um, President of Stericycle, 
Charles Aluto, CEO Mark Miller, plant manager Allen, um, and all their email addresses and their phone contacts. And then the petition to stop Saracycle is, is in here as well. So I try to be as proactive as possible. This is one of those really takes the wind out of your sails types of uh, things to cover. Um, next article is also from this website, and it's entitled Blood Money Profiteer Stericycle Executives. Here's a picture of the soulless devil, uh, CEO and chairman of the board, Mark C. Miller, millionaire blood money profiteer. An enormous billion-dollar company, much of the corporate leadership of Stericycle's benefits lavishly from the company's eight-figure income, which includes profits gained from collaborating with the abortion industry. I mean, how on God's green earth do these people conduct and live and and go to sleep? I just can't even imagine. Uh, I don't even understand it. It says, now you can read the profiles of Stericycles as executives. You can treat this like a prayer list, literally. um, Literally like a prayer list uh, of specific individuals. And this guy really looks evil, too. Uh... (laughs) And obviously he is. Here's Stericycle's board of directors. Although most of the members of Stericycle's board of directors run their own businesses and do not work out of Stericycle's offices, they are still rewarded monetarily for their involvement with Stericycle, thus making them blood money profiteers. And there's a link to their board of directors. The, then the truck leasing companies. CSS has made contact with various truck leasing companies to warn them about Stericycle's collaboration with the abortion industry. But many have not yet ceased supplying Stericycle with the means to continue to collect and transport aborted babies to the incineration plants nationwide. Some of these companies may not care what Stericycle is doing with their trucks as long as the company makes a profit off of Stericycle's business with them. This is wrong, and for this reason it qualifies their businesses as blood money profiteers. There's a link you can click on to read more about the truck leasing companies who lease to Stericycle. Maybe even you are a stockholder in Stericycle. Then you too are receiving blood money from Stericycle's collaboration with the abortion industry. It's time to rethink your investment. There are a number of large corporations, both in America and abroad, that are regularly profiteering from the deaths of innocent unborn children through their ongoing stock investment in Stericycle. If you invest in any of these companies, then you are likewise profiteering from Stericycle's blood money. Can you imagine something that might get your prayers hindered? (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, I mean, this would be a huge thing. You would be literally bringing a curse on yourself if you had anything to do with this company. Additionally, if you were, and again, Satan would totally want to keep you in the dark about this, so you would you would be destroyed for lack of knowledge, so that you're not ignorant of Satan's device, so that you would be ignorant of Satan's devices, so he would get an advantage of you. You know, makes sense from a satanic standpoint. Additionally, if you were a mutual fund investor, you may be part of a fund that supports Stericycle. Please compare your portfolio to the following lists and act accordingly. Read our list of top stop of top stockholders. Link to that. Read our list of top mutual fund investors. There's a link to that. Read our list of other top investors in Stericycle. Okay? Might be, you know, for some out there, it might be, you know, very, very important you read this. You know, so... Which segues us into the next part, which um, entitles CSS, the Campaign to Stop Sericycle, 
calls on Mitt Romney to withdraw from the from the presidential race for investing in company burning the company burning aborted babies and for remarks supportive of aborting rape babies. Um, campaign to stop Sericycle, a project of Repent America, is calling upon Republican presidential candidate Mitt Romney to withdraw over his investment in Sericycle a medical waste giant that hauls and incinerates aborted babies nationwide, and for his recent comments supporting the murder of children who are victims of rape. According to the government documents, Romney's financial group, Bain Capital, along with Madison Dearborn Partners, invested $75 million in Stericycle in 1999. Good old Mitt Romney. In an effort to facilitate the company's growth, the funding assisted Stericycle in acquiring its competitor, Browning Ferris Industries, which had been the dominant business in the medical waste industry at that time. Public records from abortion facilities show that those who had once been serviced by BFI, which is the Browning Ferris Industry, transitioned to having their abortion waste collected by Stericycle following the completion of the corporate transfer. So in other words, by, by um, Romney's financial group, Bain Capital, along with Dearborn, Madison Dearborn Partners, they invested $75 million in Stericycle, and they were able to assimilate Brown Ferris Industries, which at the time was the dominant uh, medical waste uh, industry that hauled uh, abortion uh, uh, the, the, uh, from the abortion industry. It allowed them to assimilate them and um, into their own company. A report filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission SEC in November of 1999 repeatedly notates that Mitt Romney was the one, was the executive involved with the investment. Quote from this document, the Bain investors and Mr. Romney are collectively referred therein as the Bain reporting persons. The document outlines, quote, Mr. Romney may be deemed to share voting and dispositive power in his capacity as sole shareholder of BCI. Sole shareholder, Romney. It continues. The report was signed with W. Mitt Romney on November 19, 1999. Romney and Bain Capital, therefore, began pocketing tens of millions from Stericycle's blood money as a result of the company's ownership in the medical waste giant's stock. This is probably the very reason he's they've got him up there in combination with, with Romney, with Obama. Two incredibly wicked, evil men running head-to-head. You know? It's probably a big reason that he got to that point. He, so he, he showed Satan that he meant business with this. And Satan was well-pleased. And so, you know, later, and now, he's, he's got to uh, run on the presidential you know, ticket as the Republican. You know, membership has its privileges, I guess. Membership in Satan's club has its privileges. Because the investment enabled Stericycle to acquire BFI, Romney's Bain Capital catapulted the abortion collaborator to its current position as the top medical waste service in America. So, in other words, if it wasn't for Romney's actions, Stericycle would not be in the position that it's in now. Mitt Romney, because they put $75 million behind it, Mitt Romney and Bain Capital are responsible for assisting Stericycle in becoming the nation's leader in the destruction of aborted babies, thereby further perpetuating the abortion holocaust, and they have pocketed millions of blood money from it, said Michael Markavich, the director of Campaign to Stop Stericycle. 
And he and then he also stated, yet Mitt Romney has never repented of his involvement. Oh, Mr. Squeaky Clean Mormon Family Man. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This doesn't exactly line up with that image, does it, Mitt? So, but he's never repented of his involvement, but instead continues to dodge the issue. Well, he's of his father, the devil, and his father was a liar from the beginning, and of his works he will do, just like Obama. So, you know, if you think Mitt Romney, if, if anyone's out there thinking Mitt Romney's going to save us, you know, you got another thing coming. This guy's serving Satan, just like Obama. And we talked about Obama's ties to the abortion, and now we're talking about this devil's ties. Two sides of the same, two sides of the same wicked coin. That's all it is. Satan's minions, Satan's little helpers. Now, I posted a link here to my teaching, Massacre of Innocence, the Occult Roots of Abortion. And many times people don't understand the occult roots of abortion. Well, let me read you this little quote from Patricia Baird Wendell, founder and owner of Aware Woman Abortuary, or abortion clinic. Okay, this is a founder and owner of Aware Women Abortion Clinic. Okay, Patricia Baird Wendell. She says, quote, You practice your religion... And let me practice mine. My religion is holy ritual child sacrifice. End of quote. Many of the people that own these abortion clinics are practicing witches and occultists. And they view that these are sacrifices to their respective, whatever respective fallen angel they're worshipping. Whether it's Lilith, Chemish, Arnimish, Moloch, whatever. That's how they view it. Okay, they know what's really going on. The people, the women that go in there, they're just thinking, well, this is a, most of the time, this is a financial burden, and, or my boyfriend's telling me to get rid of it, or I want to get rid of it, and I don't want the responsibility. And, okay, that's evil. Okay, but these people that are running the abortion clinics, <laughs> they view it a whole different way. Let's go further with this. I'm just going to touch on this. I've touched on this in the teaching, but I, I figured that this was worth revisiting again. Uh, the Sacrament of Abortion is a book authored by Gannette Paris, a witch in Canada who presents abortion as a, quote, sacred act. The book calls abortion a sacrifice to Artemis, who refuses to give life if the gift is not pure, like Artemis gives life. The only thing Satan can give, or any fallen angel can give, is death. So they're saying, well, if the baby was aborted, it was because Artemis, it, the gift wasn't pure. Because Artemis disapproved of the baby. So it's the baby's fault, essentially. That way it gets the spotlight off the mom or whatever, you know, and then they can clear their conscience. As Gannette Paris writes in the book, quote, abortion is about love, life, and death. Huh. There's no contradiction there, you devil. Since the original publication, the book has widely been used in abortion clinics in Canada and in France and has even been given by some doctors to each and every woman who had the procedure along with painkillers. Can you imagine? I mean, it would be more honest. The doc, you have your abortion. Okay, here's your book, The Sacrifice, The Sacrament of Abortion. You just did a wonderful thing. You just, you, you, you ha- you just um, committed a holy, uh, unholy, uh, occult sacrament. Much like there's sacraments in various apostate churches and these types of things. Well, this is a this is a satanic sacrament. And, you know, they give them this book and, you know, maybe maybe they'll get involved in witchcraft. Um, and then the author, Paris, elaborates and says, quote, 
it is morally acceptable that a woman who gives life may also destroy life. The woman didn't give life. Okay? The woman wasn't the real... Who gave the woman life? God. Okay? If it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. The Lord forms us in the womb. He covers us in the womb. Before I formed thee in the womb, I, I knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Remember all those things? See, God gives life. So, But they view it like, oh, no, no, the woman is the reason for life. Therefore, she should be able to decide whether she gives life or takes life. <laughs> well, um, fortunately, her mother didn't feel that way and had her, obviously. I'm sure that if her mother had decided to abort her, um, you know, you, you ask him that question. What if your mother had aborted? Would you have liked that? Would you have liked to have been murdered in the womb? And you would never even been here to make that decision. You're not in control is the whole thing. And they want to act like, oh, no, it's the woman. that you know. It's, it is morally acceptable that a woman who gives life may also destroy life. Another kind of mortality. A pagan one. Or another, type, another kind of morality. A pagan one. Yes, it is pagan morality. It's true. Yep. So, let's read this again. I, I skipped over a, a sentence. Paris elaborates, It is morally acceptable that a woman who gives life may also destroy life. Whoever kills a fetus commits a murder. They, they're admitting it. It is not immoral to choose abortion. It is simply another kind of morality. A pagan one. Well, see, in paganism, murder's okay. It's just their morality. It's satanic. It's wrong. It's evil. But it, it is another kind of morality. Um, obviously, everyone has a right to his or her religious beliefs. But what if mine are pagan? Okay, so in other words, you, in other words, in your belief system, you can go around and kill, and that's your morality. Now, it, the the thing is, is what about when your morality starts to affect others, and you impose your satanic morals on other people? Which there's no greater example of that than a mother killing her own baby. <laughs> I mean, what right does she have to snuff that little baby's life out? You know, they're just, it's so sick and twisted and warped. And I just love to shed light on this stuff and just to expose it for what it is because it's so evil. Then she goes on to say, one can occasionally resort to abortion when it is necessary to sacrifice the fetus to a higher cause. Oh, oh. oh may the Lord Jesus Christ rain down his fury and all these devils that, that espouse this and do this and practice this like he did in the Old Testament. Um, see my teaching on Psalm 64, just key in Psalm in the search box at contendingfortruth.com, on a Christian's door of hope, God's judging wickedness, which is what we really need. Because if this goes on unabated, then the world will just keep getting worse and worse and worse. But when God's judgment, when God judges wickedness, people, not all, but many people will repent. And many people will actually get saved. So, I'll read the last sentence again. One can occasionally resort to abortion when it is necessary to sacrifice the fetus to a higher cause. Oh, that is so evil. Abortion as a sacrifice to Artemis. Abortion as a sacrament for the gift of life to remain pure. End of quote. This is straight from her satanic lips to pen to book. Such a 
evil, evil, evil person would, would dare to, to write something like that. It's, it's just incomprehensible how demon-possessed you would have to be to adopt that mindset. How far gone you would have to be. What a uh, Talk about the seed of Satan, you know. Golly, the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. That's all you hear here. Well, this is witchcraft, which is going to be the coming backbone of the one world religion that we're moving into. The one world corporate global religion under Antichrist and the false prophet, as I've stated before. Witchcraft. And if you want to know more about that subject, just, just key in witch, witchcraft in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Contendingfortruth.com. And I've covered that many, many different lessons. That this is the essence. This last sentence. I mean, if you look at where Satan always brings people when it comes to religion, if you let that religion play out and you let Satan intervene and intervene, child sacrifice will always be where you'll end up. And the littler, the better. And the more innocent, the better. And this is the essence of that. So this is the essence of the coming one world religion. Child sacrifice. Human sacrifice, animal, but child, infant. The, the smaller, the better. The more innocent. That is Satan. And that is what we're dealing with here. Pure evil. The Bible says in Zechariah 12, 1, The burden of the Lord, of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens, and layeth the foundations of the earth, and formeth the spirit of man within him. See, God forms the spirit of man in him. Not Artemis, or Lilith, or any of these other devils. The only thing they can do, potentially, is influence someone to take life. They can't give it. Deuteronomy 18.9 When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. And the next verse, what's the main thing? There shall not be found any among you that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Back then, they had their statues of... Um, Baal and Moloch and these types of things, and, and they would sacrifice their, their babies into the fire. Literally. I mean, it was much more out in the open, and they would typically do it for some type of financial gain. It's just like, wow. I mean, how? How is that possible where somebody would be that far gone that they would sacrifice their own little baby or child? But I'm telling you, we're going back to this. I mean, we're already there right now. It's just that it's going to be coming out more and more and more in the open. And I believe that last the, that report I talked about where they're actually talking about aborting babies after they're born, we're getting closer and closer to that verse. Making your son or your daughter pass through the fire. Where they'll literally be sacrificed once they're born. Which is a lot of times satanic ceremonies are held that way, where the woman will deliver the baby on a satanic altar, and then they will they will sacrifice the infant right there and drink its blood and stuff. And I've reported on this in the past. This is what they do. This is how they practice their religion. I, I'm sorry this is brutally horrific what I'm talking about today, but again, is it better to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist? I don't think so in God's eyes. He didn't ignore it in the Old Testament. You know? If we don't know about it, we don't even know to pray about it. Now, 
the next uh, link here is sadly most Americans don't even realize that a large number of consumer products on our supermarket shelves contain ingredients which have been cultivated using aborted human fetal cell lines. And there's a link here to that article. I'm not going to get into it, but it tells you a lot of the different cosmetics that you might be using that uh, contain aborted babies. Um, also, the fact that there's at least... 17 different vaccinations right now that are literally cultured off aborted babies. They're called human diploid cells. If you look them up in the PDF, if you look up the respective vaccination in the physician's desk reference, and it'll say, you know, cultured from human diploid cell, and then they'll, they'll give you the, the aborted baby slot number, essentially, which I've explained that in previous teachings, how that works. But like MMR and Varivax and the chickenpox vaccine, and well, they're all cultured off aborted babies. What is the spiritual implications of getting a, a cursed vaccine injected in your bloodstream that's been cultured off an aborted baby? We talked about recently how Pepsi was using the aborted fetal cell lines in their flavor enhancing with the Seminex com- company. And I mean, it is just satanic onslaught from every side. And this is why I have this ministry to try to educate people and so that they're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. And, and you know... That Satan doesn't get an advantage of us. But it's it's really tough in today's day and age because Satan's onslaught's unreal. Next article. Now, I've covered this before, but I thought that this was appropriate to revisit this. Um, abortion chain owner's family died in Montana Cemetery plane crash near the tomb of the unborn. And here's a picture of a funeral, of a cemetery, and a... Um, in the background, at the edge of the cemetery, there's a plane burning on the uh, on the very edge. And this is where this plane went down, in the cemetery. Now, you talk about the hand of God. <laughs> From Christian Newswire, by uh, pro-life activist uh, Gingy Edmonds. Uh, Some of you may have seen the major news story. Now, this is from March 24, 2009. Okay. Uh, Some of you may have seen the major news story of the private plane that crashed into a Montana cemetery, killing seven children and seven adults. But what the news story sources failed to mention is that the cemetery contains the tomb of the unborn, erected as a dedication to all babies who have died because of abortion. What else is the mainstream news not telling you? Well, the family who died in this plane crash near the location of the abortion victim's memorial is the family of Irving Bud Felkamp, who is the owner of the largest for-profit abortion chain in the nation. Getting chills up your spine yet? There's a link to all this too. Family Planning Associates was purchased four years ago by Felkamp who is also the owner of All Care and Hospitality Dental Associates and the CEO of Glen Helen Raceway Park in San Bernardino, California. The 17 California planning clinics perform more abortions in the state than any other abortion provider, including Planned Parenthood. And they perform abortions through the first five months of pregnancy. 
Although Felkamp is not an abortionist himself, he reaps the profits of the blood money from the tens of thousands of babies that are killed through abortions performed every year at the clinics he owns. His business in the abortion industry was what enabled him to afford the private plane that was carrying his family to their weekend-long vacation at Yellowstone Club, a millionaire's-only ski resort. Do you see the, the, uh, judgment, the hand of God, the judgment on this? I mean, this should put the fear of God in people. The plane went down on Sunday, killing two of Feldkamp's daughters, two sons-in-laws, and five grandchildren, along with the pilot and the four family friends. The cause of the crash is a mystery. The pilot, who was a former military flyer that logged a high number of miles, gave no indication to air traffic controllers that the aircraft was experiencing difficulty, and when he was asked to divert and when he asked to divert to an airport in Butte, witnesses, Butte, Montana, witnesses reported that the plane suddenly nosedived toward the ground with no apparent signs of struggle, right to the cemetery, right near where this abortion, uh, survivors of, of abortion holocaust, was at the cemetery. I mean, if this isn't the hand of God, I don't know what is. There was neither a cockpit voice recorder nor flight data recorder on board, and no radar clothes in the plane's final moments because the Butte Airport is not equipped with a radar facility. In my time, now this is the lady writing the article, in my time working for the survivors of the abortion holocaust, I helped organize and conduct a weekly campaign where youth activists stood outside of Feldkamp's mini-mansion in Redlands, holding fetal development signs and raising community awareness regarding Feldkamp's dealings in the child murder for profit. So she literally went to Feldkamp's, you know, uh, residents and and protested. So it wasn't like he wasn't warned. Every Thursday afternoon, we called upon Bud and his wife Pam to repent, to seek God to seek God's blessings and separate themselves from the practice of child killing. We warned him for his children's sake. Look who died. We warned him for his children's sake to wash his hands of the innocent blood he assisted in spilling because as scripture warns, if you do not hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue you in Ezekiel 35.6. A news source states that Bud Feldkamp visited the crash site with his wife and their two surviving children on Monday. As they stood near the twisted and charred debris talking with investigators, light snow fell on the tarps that covered the remains of their children. 14 people died in this thing. I don't want to turn this tragic event into some spiritual I told you so moment, but I think of the time spent outside of the Feldkamp's uh, mansion with Pam Feldkamp laughing at our fetal development signs. Uh, I bet you she ain't laughing now. Bud Feldkamp was then not trying to make eye contact with us as he got into his car with a small child in tow. And I think of the haunting words that I said to him, quote, Think of your children. I wonder if those words were haunting Feldkamp as well as he stood in the snow among the remains of, a, of his loved ones, just feet from the tomb of the unborn that was dedicated to the abortion victims. Man, I got chills. Huh. That, that is the hint. See, we need more of this. I pray for, for God to do way, way more of this because this gets people's attention. This will wake people up to the truth. Is it better they live a life of wickedness and evil and then plunge into hell? 
Or would it be better for God to judge this in this life, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of his doing, that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory, as according to Psalm 64 says? I think that's far more merciful for God to judge wickedness in this life, because if he does it in the next life, there's no hope. (laughs) There's no get-out-of-jail-free card in hell, or the lake of fire. So to me, this is God's justice and judgment, but it's also his mercy. So let's go further here. I only hope and pray that the face of this tragedy, Feldkamp recognizes his need for repentance and reformation. I pray that God will use this unfortunate catastrophe to soften the hearts of Bud and Pam and that they will draw close to the Lord and wash their hands of the blood of thousands of innocent children, each as precious and irreplaceable as their own. Um, In Deuteronomy 30, 19, I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life then. No um, mainstream media report included this what we just talked about, um, you know, in their particular business details of this report. But an Associated Press article did include this, however, that they found out. The Feldkamp family has gone through tragedy before. Two years ago, his 10-month-old grandson, Chase, died after he was found to have slipped between a mattress and the edge of a bed during a nap. The child was taken to the hospital and eventually taken off life support. So it's not like God hasn't been trying to wake them up. So, and I believe a, a lot of times too, when people are praying for something like this and praying, and you know, God, God's hand will move. So that's the end of what I have. I'm just going to end on some um, Bible verses here. Psalm 44, 4 through 8 says, Thou art my king, O God. Through thee we will push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But thou hast saved us from our enemies and hast put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. So I just want to try to end on a you know, positive note. And I know I got into a lot of horrific things today, but they're necessary. You know, It's things we need to know about. Um, pray against, and possibly get involved with uh, as the Lord leads you. So I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. I thank you for letting us come together, Lord God, to do another teaching. I pray that your will be done with it, with this ministry, with my listeners, with the body of Christ. I pray you bless them, Lord. You use them mightily, Lord God, for your glory. Your angels will go before us to prepare the way, Lord God. Um, that we would have faith to believe, you know, and in, in, in believe in your word, Lord God. Believe what it says. Believe that you can uh, protect us. That you would give us the courage and strength, no matter what we're faced with, to um, deal with the satanic onslaught that is here today and that will most likely only increase tomorrow in the, in the days to come. I do pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, Lord God, and that your name be glorified through us and that you would use us mightily uh, to lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.